0: Coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show. Don't settle for less.
1: Don't, because that used to be me. You know, I used to settle and arrange myself in this little box and, you know, to be loved, accepted and validated. There's so much more to life. You know, there's so much more and you are so deserving of it. And just explore These great gifts, and I'm speaking to the listeners, these great gifts that you have inside of you because they were given to you by the divine and, and you're meant to be sharing them and just go for the whole of it. Don't be modest. You know, it's not selfish to go after your desire.
0: Welcome to the show from the, the MD, MD and Chef, chef team. team. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor here at the MD and Chef Team. And who are you? And I'm Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert. I'm the chef part of the team. And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now, I can say that because he's my husband. <laughs> yes. Well then we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression and anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition, recipes and tips from the kitchen, and we're gonna both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life. Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh Oh, yeah, we We like like to have have fun fun too. So let's get on with the show. Hello, Simona Skull.
1: How are you doing? Hi, Dr. Isabel. I'm well. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast.
0: We are so blessed to have you on the MD&Chef team. And before we go any further, please call me Isabel. Isabel. I'm so excited to be here. Now I want to know where where are you? Tell the listeners where you're living right now.
1: I am living in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, and I've been living here for the past five years. Uh, I used to live in Los Angeles, and I am originally from Austria,
0: hence you hear my accent. I love your accent; it's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. And now I'm here in New Zealand and it's winter and it's cold and you're in Playa de Gardman in Mexico. What's the temperature?
1: Oh, it's about 30 degrees Celsius with a humidity that I can't even tell you, probably 90%. And it's raining. So we had a tropical a little bit of a tropical downpour earlier, and so now the humidity is amplified. <laughs>
0: You know, I love the humidity because it's so good for your skin. And for my curly hair, it just makes it go poof.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I have my hair done for the occasion today because otherwise it's all up here you, and curly, by
0: the you, way. You look absolutely stunning. I just am so excited to talk with the listeners. So let me see. Can Is it okay if I can share with our listeners a little bit about you? Yeah, absolutely. Great. So, Simona Skoll is. Did I say your last name correctly? How do you say it? It's Simona Sol. Simona, Ksol, like an X. Oh yeah, Ksol. Simona Sol. Yes. Simona yes. Sol yeah. is a business strategist and personal mentor to entrepreneurs, creatives, and corporate leaders a 20-year marketing executive in Hollywood. Ooh, I can't wait to ask you questions about that. (laughs) And the founder of the Neuro Manifesting Method, and that's trademark smart business decision. Uh, She has paired solid business strategy with neuroscience to help her clients make their big inner vision their reality and create a magnificent life. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. So many of us are just taught, go to school, get an education, get a job, blah, 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 retire at 65. And that's the end, right? Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's how we're taught. But it doesn't have to be that way because there's
0: more. There is so much more. And so I'd like to ask you, I did ask you before we started, if it was okay, if, if I asked you about your story, because we all have a story that kind of pushes us over the edge and makes us start flying and we create our wings as we start landing towards the bottom. And so would you mind sharing a little bit about, you know, starting at about, you know, your teenage years and what has brought you forward here?
1: Yeah so I left my parents home when I was 17 years old I grew up in Austria in a small village with 9000 people so everybody knew everybody else's business I grew up in an in a physically abusive household so my stepfather was um Alcoholic and he was physically abusive to both me and my brother. And at 17, everything came to a head because he said, literally, you know, it's my way or the highway. And the rebel in me, something inside of me, just said, Well, it's gonna be the highway then. And what that meant was very drastic because I left with one suitcase, with a satchel, with all my school books. I was in my last uh, year of high school and my parents drove me to the train station. There was a payphone because at the time we didn't have cell phones and they gave me the equivalent of 50 cents. And so I could make a couple of phone calls. I called my then boyfriend. Nobody picked up at their house because we didn't have answering machines at that time either. And so I had to walk across town in the rain that started raining with my suitcase and knock on the door and say can you please take me in and so the next thing that happened was I was like I said in my last year of finish in my last few months of finishing high school and I had no money to live off right so what I needed to do is I needed to contact my birth father and it was a really awkward call you know to look for the person's name in the phone book, dial the number, and then this person picks up. And I said, hey, uh, my name is Simona. I'm your daughter. Here's the situation. You need to, to send me the child support money that you're giving to my mother because I moved out. And so we had a meeting and he was trying to take me to court as a minor, but eventually he had to agree to give me that money. And so so that's how I put myself through high school through the last few months, and that's how I started to enroll at university in in, in the capital of um, where I was where I was living at the time, and started you know figuring out my way in the world, and everything stood and fell with me. So ever since I have been in charge of my own life.
0: Yes, you have been. Wow, what a terrible! I I can relate because I grew up with a. An alcoholic father, but he wasn't physically abusive. He was psychologically abusive to us all. So I understand. I so get you being the rebel, like okay, it is my way. I'm out of here. <laughs>
1: yeah, not so, knowing what that meant, it was like holy moly, you know, I have not <laughs> no dime to my name and nowhere to go. Well, I have sort of an idea, but I had to figure out making money pretty quickly. And uh, so, you know, what did you do? How did you? What with
0: that?
1: the child support? that 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 gave me enough and I was basically living off really you know bread flour eggs uh, for a couple of years and then I decided to get a job I was working at a marketing research uh, company and they paid me like five bucks an hour to make calls uh, telemarketing basically and then I moved to the capital and started working in the in a restaurant business and made my own money uh before I moved to the United States. And that's, that's a whole other story. Cause I came as an immigrant in, when I was 24 years old and I moved to Los Angeles cause I had met my now ex-husband and we had this long distance romance and finally decided I'm going to move there. Um, started looking for a job in the recording industry. Cause I really loved the music business, worked myself up there. And then eventually moved into the movie industry. So I was working at Sony Pictures as a marketing executive on big productions like Spider-Man and Django Unchained and Breaking Bad, the TV series, and global campaigns for the home entertainment release. And... What happened next was uh, I was married for 15 years. It was a pretty unhappy marriage. We were not well matched. But at the time, you know, I was just, okay, I'm in this new country. I need to make this work. I need to build a life for me. I need to make this relationship work. And so we managed. But, you know, push came to shove. Eventually, my ex-husband separated. And I hit rock bottom. I had this great job at the movie studio, But on the inside, I was dying. I lost 10 kilos or almost 20 pounds. People were like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And I didn't tell anybody at work. I was on Xanax. I was propped up by going to a therapist three times a week. And then as I was coming out of this fog, something said, you need a break. I came here to Mexico. I did yoga teacher training. And here I had a profound spiritual awakening. I want to say, I literally, you know, we were in
0: the- Can I ask you, stop, (laughs) back back up just a little bit. Wow. There's so much. So, okay. So was your husband an alcoholic? No, he
1: actually did not like to drink or take drugs at all. He was very much against it. However, um, my he was very closed and guarded with his emotions, so he was not emotionally available. Okay. And that ultimately led to the demise of our marriage.
0: Yes, yes. And when you um when you started seeing when you were getting help with a therapist and you were on Xanax, were you thinking about hurting yourself or were you thinking about what, what was going on in your life? What were you thinking? What was in, in there? If you're okay, sharing.
1: Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, so there was a time when the pain was so big that I couldn't fathom waking up another morning. And I would wake up and ask God, literally, why, why do you keep me alive? I can't stand this pain. It's so painful. And thoughts flashed through my mind, but I didn't have the guts to do that, right? And so with time going on and with the support that I had, things became a little lighter. And literally after seven months, the fog cleared. And with the medication, which really helped me with my anxiety because I felt all alone in the big country where, because you have to understand, I was married for 15 years and I had this big family and, and, and also a circle of friends. And with the separation and the divorce, everybody was gone and my biggest fear was being abandoned. So that triggered all kinds of anxieties and the easy way out would have been to just not wake up anymore. And what I did instead is I I went and went into exercise like a maniac. Like I had a spin and yoga studio close by and I would go exercise three hours every day in the morning before work and after work. And with that, I lost weight and people were like, oh my God, what are you doing? And it was helpful because that prevented me from engaging in, dis, in, in dysfunctional behavior, you know. And I was basically wearing myself out physically. So I would fall asleep at night. And in the morning, I would just get up, have a coffee, get my Xanax, go to work, and pretend nothing happens. There's only one person at work that
0: knew that was my immediate supervisor.
1: It was intense. And- it was intense.
0: It was intense. And so the medication helped you for the period of time.
1: Yes, yes. And just to control my anxiety.
0: Yeah. And I just want listeners to understand as a functional medical doctor who has been in that space, which is an ugly space for Simona and I, Um, hey, medications can help you get through that. You don't have to be on it for the rest of your life, right, Simona? No. But it was really just an initial phase. Right. It's just an initial state so that you don't do anything crazy. You know, you're just waiting for the next step of healing. So I just wanted to share that because a lot of people are like, oh, you're so against drugs. And I go, no, you know, that's what I understand is I understand the conventional side and I understand the integrative side. And together they can be married. And, you know, you can stay away from the conventional side. when." Your foundation is ready. So now your next step for you, Simona, you were beginning to create a new foundation. So tell me, how did that begin?
1: Yeah, I just want to say one more thing. At the time, we were also going through massive restructuring at work. And I was afraid of losing my job, which was going to be losing my livelihood. And that really contributed to the anxiety. So that was partially why my therapist said I should probably go on medication for a little bit of time just to manage this compounded emotional distress of the marriage breaking up, but then also the existential fear of what am I going to do if I lose my job? So it, just, it was a compounded situation. And did but you lose answer, your job? No. No, I kept my job. And my ex-husband, actually, one thing that he said, he was like, you're never going to lose the job because you're a worker and they need you. So I'm not worried about that. And so he washed his hands. <laughs> it's sickly. But he was right. He was right. People appreciated what I brought to the table. And uh, actually, when I left my, my company, it was on my terms. And I, I'll, I'd love to share that story with you. But going back to what you asked was – So I took some time off and I did this yoga teacher training and I had a profound spiritual awakening and I was not spiritual at all at the time. But I want to share that we went through this meditation in the morning on this beautiful deck overlooking the Caribbean ocean. And when I opened my eyes, we were chanting. And when I opened my eyes, I saw the rays of the sun were hitting the water in a specific way. And I kid you not, Isabel. I had my eyes open and I heard a voice say, Simona, you have to move here. And I know that was spirit speaking at the time. At the time, I didn't know, but now I do. And it was so clear. But what I remember most about that moment was there was a feeling in my body that felt aligned. Uh, This peace came over me. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I remember in my mind saying, yes, I want that. So I was saying it in my mind, and I made a decision that this is what I wanted. And the next thought that popped in was, how in the world is this ever going to happen, <laughs> right? Lo and behold, God <laughs> wants, wants people, right? So... So God, or the universe, works through people. Whatever people want to say. <laughs> whatever people want to say. I call it God now, right? Me too. Is, God is the Me God <laughs> is the, created the universe. Right? Yes. So there were five of us in the teacher training, five women. And one of them was a life coach. And I, at the time, had no idea what a life coach did. And we became friendly. We started talking. I ended up working with her. And in one of the sessions, I had a bigger breakthrough than in seven years of therapy, which which was remarkable. And it was around abandonment, childhood abandonment. Like I saw the good that came out of that, the resilience, the strength, and why it helped me on my path. And I was, whoa, I was blown away. And I thought to myself, I want more of that. I want more coaching for myself. And so this coach suggested that I'd enroll in a personal development program that she was recommending. It was not hers, but it was somebody else's, but she had attended it. And it was a year long program and I did enroll and I learned a lot of skills about how to create a portable business. So this was like the first doorway that opened on the how, right? And more importantly, in that program, I met somebody who made an introduction. And this woman made an introduction to my mentor and with his support and guidance, I made the decision, the difficult decision to leave this stable job that I had fought for, that the, the 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 position in the company that I had fought for, everything that my parents ever taught me about leaving security and you should count your blessings. And I did. I, I left that behind. I started my own business and I moved to Mexico in 2016. And that was a scary thing to do because. When I walked into that door to hand in my resignation, I couldn't even bring the words. I couldn't bring myself to say the words. My boss just looked at me and he said, oh, my God, he goes, you're leaving. And I heard, yes, come out of my mouth. I <laughs> must have seen it. On my face. And in that moment, I kid you not, Isabel, I had a visceral reaction in my body. I, everything went black and I thought I was going to pass out or vomit. I was so sick to my stomach. Because it was like that fear was so, so big that I was cutting myself off financially and that I was making a big mistake. And then what happened is I heard his voice come through the fog and he said, Simona, I am so happy for you because I am so miserable here. And I only have to do this four more years because then my, my daughter goes off to college. And so when he said that, there was this peace and calm that came over me. We sat down. We talked about how to best approach my exit strategy because, you know, obviously I didn't want to leave the team hanging. So we worked out a transition plan. I moved the next month and I was supporting the team from here as a full-time employee, unheard of in the history of this company, right, at my level, for a person at my level. And then it turned into a five-month gig, basically, where I was working with them as a full-time employee with the benefits, with the vacation pay, with a week off at Christmas. And that allowed me to bring in my first clients. And so I just want to say, God meets you in the field, but you got to show God that you mean business. And that's where the fear comes in. So if the listeners are thinking about that, if anybody is on the fence, you know, if it's really your calling, your passion, your, your path in life, when you decide and when you take action, God will meet you in the field and he met me. With that contract that I continued to be a full-time employee, but also three days after I handed in my resignation, I enrolled my highest paying client at the time. And this was so miraculous because I had this, uh, you know, I was very rigid about how I needed to do things and I needed to be home at my desk with my notes and everything. (laughs) turned out, you know, I was stuck at a hairdressers appointment that the stylist was running late. So I had to take the enrollment call in the car, in the garage, at that hair salon. And I was freaking out, had nothing to write, (laughs) didn't know what to say. And this woman was a yes. And I said, you are? And she goes, yes. And it was so easy. But this is what I'm telling you. When you say yes, when you step into the field, God is there for you. Because the reason you feel this desire, whatever that is for you on the inside, the reason why you want to do this, that is the divine seeking expression with and through you, because you are meant to be doing this, not just for you, but to impact other people, right? There's a, a ripple that when, when, when you do this, you touch other people's lives, they benefit from it, they enrich their lives, and that ripples out into their environments, into their communities. So that's wow that's the beauty of this of this when you when you become aware of this you know that's the beauty of of how these things work that it's your destiny your 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 the thing that you, the, your purpose that you came here to fulfill
0: yes and, and it's revealed
1: to you one step at a time and through saying yes stepping into it you grow into it little by little because let me tell you your purpose is big and if it were revealed to you all at once, it would be so scary that you would never do it, right? Oh, but by gosh. doing these little stepping stones and getting stronger and becoming more of who you really are. That's how you
0: embark on that path. I love it. And you know, in the Bible, Jesus, I'm I've just been reading about this with Jesus, that Jesus said, I came to set the captives free, free from their mess, free from their addiction, three free from their fear of abandonment, fear from, you know, free from all that junk so that you could step into your new life and become what you're here to do. And that's exactly what you're doing right now is you've been set free from that and you're st- you're walking now into all that God's got for you. And I love this. I love this. And I want to ask you, what would you say? I've got all these questions, but right now i got to ask you, what would you say to your 25-year-old self?
1: It's going to be okay. Trust yourself. Trust your intuition. And don't settle. Don't settle for less. Don't, because that used to be me. You know, I used to settle and arrange myself in this little box and, you know, to be loved, accepted, and validated. There's so much more to life you know there's so much more and you are so deserving of it and just explore these great gifts and I'm speaking to the listeners these great gifts that you have inside of you because they were given to you by the divine and and you're meant to be sharing them and just go for the whole of it don't be modest you know it's not selfish to go after your desire Mm -hmm. just claim it Mm -hmm. Claim it because the minute you you become aware of it, it's yours. It's always been yours, and we just got to get out there. And like you said, be set free from all this junk that was put upon us to be accepted or what we thought or what we were taught. To break free and shine brightly like we were meant to be. We are meant to be.
0: Yeah, and and that's so beautiful. I love that. That's a prescription for good health. <laughs> and one of the things that I. <laughs> One of the things that I've learned, you know, I'm still learning all this stuff, but one of the things that I've learned is that everything that happens to you and I, Simona, happens not to us, but for us to help us step into our best next self. You know, so stuff that happened to us in our teenage years or in our 20s or 30s, it's okay. Like, let's look at it positively. It's helping us to become better and stepping into our best life. Yeah, because
1: it makes you more resilient. Right. And there's a reason why you had to experience it, because you're meant to be helping other people through it because you found a way through it. Yeah. right? And it also when we share that story, it inspires other people who might be without hope in this very moment mm-hmm. so that they can see that this is also possible for them, because we are a reflection of each other. Right. And so what you see in me is in you, what I see in you is in me. And that means it's possible. You had a great journey as well. You moved to New Zealand. You've, you've overcome a lot of things. And now you're helping people live better lives.
0: Yeah. I love giving people hope because you should never give up. It's just an ugly place to be ugly. And I smile. I smile about that now because I'm, way over on the other side. I wanted to ask you the what's, um, can you talk to us a little bit about the art of living a creative life? What does that mean? The art of living a creative life?
1: It's a little bit of my mantra to create life on your own terms. And I'm not saying there's not work involved because there's growth involved and there's things that you need to learn, but it is about really creating that vision for yourself of what you would love your life to be and not what you think you can get, but seriously get in touch with that desire on the inside and paint that vision on a beautiful canvas, however magnificent and big you want to blow it up. And then, make the decision to go for it. And on that journey, the first thing that comes up or that we come up against is what we've been taught to believe is possible for ourselves. So when we look at that and say, who is that person that lives in that vision? What does she or he believe about themselves? We can actually align that with what we currently believe about ourselves and transform it because that person that lives in the vision, that is you. Right. And so you can bring that person into the now and then adopt that attitude of that person, which will help you take the action that you need to take to create that vision, to make it your reality. And that is basically the art of living a creative life is to become aware of who you really are, what your desires are, flesh out that vision and then make a decision to go for it because you can, when you have to desire, there's a way that you can make it happen because God is good all the time. And he wouldn't give you a desire if he wouldn't also show you how to do it.
0: I love it. Yes. God is good all the time. And he loves us. He's not making us suffer on purpose. It's just to make us better sometimes. To
1: grow. Right. Because for the, Mission that we have in this lifetime, we have to become strong and resilient. And these little obstacles that he throws in the way are intended to serve us to become stronger, to become more resilient, so that we can fulfill that mission that he has for us. So the people that have really dark things in their lives, there's a equally as bright something on the other side of that, that you're meant to be doing.
0: I I, I, I agree with that. you. I agree with you 100% we know that for, for a fact, don't we?
1: Yeah. And then look she, at people. Yeah. Nelson Mandela, you know, 26 mm. years locked up and then what did he create and how did he impact the lives of other people? So there is always something on the other side. And the journey is to focus on Finding that and focus on the solution. Whatever you're going through right now, there is a solution there as well. But if we're too focused on the problem, that's all we can see. So if we take ourselves out a little bit and say, well, I know that there has to be a solution. So let me ask questions that are helping me to find that solution because it's here and it's here now.
0: Yes. And don't focus on the problem. Focus on the solution. That's right. Focus on the solution because every problem does have one. I learned about personal development, not in medical school, not in pre-med. I learned about personal development 20 years ago when I was turning 40. And I tell you, I am a junkie for personal development. Have you become very interested in personal development and learning? Yeah, it's pretty pretty much all I do. I'm immersed in
1: it. Because the thing is also, it's a muscle that you train, right? So it's like you're going to the gym and then you stop for six months. You'll notice the difference in your body. So this is you train your mind every single day on how to think accurately, on You know, like I call it living by the laws, which is the universal laws, which are God's laws, living that every single day, even though outside circumstances might uh, suggest something entirely different. But if you can hold on to that and take action every single day, and that is, it starts in your mind. So it's how you think, how you speak, um, what you allow to take up space in your mind. And that's daily work. So, yeah. Yeah. In that sense, I am a personal development junkie and it never stops, you know, because we all have these things where the ego speaks up, where, where, you know, overwhelming evidence on the outside might suggest something different. But if you can hold on to it, you know, and say, no, I know that the truth, what is true is this and I'm holding on to that I'm acting on that and I'm taking a stand for that. It will appear, the solutions appear, the people appear, the opportunities appear, but you got to do your part because one of the laws is cause and effect and you are the cause. So I'm the cause of what I see on the outside. So that's actually the really cool thing about that is if I don't like it, I can change something on the inside and it's reflected to me on the outside, so. That is so true.
0: That is so true. You know, like if you're, if you're seeing, like, for instance, right now, Michael and I, my husband and I, um, are really working on doctor on a mission, you know, sharing it out, just share, share, share. And you know how it is at the beginning of something, you don't get that much, but we still keep on showing up. You know, whether there's anybody there or whether there's two people there or one person, we still are showing up because we don't look at the reality. We look at where we want to get to. We look at the final destination. And that is exactly what you're talking about is focusing on what you want, you know, becoming the personal junkie and being the boss of your brain so that you focus on what you want, regardless of what's in front of you. You know what you want. Yeah, that's exactly it. And you never
1: know who's listening, who might not like something on, 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 on any of the social media platforms where you are present, but they are watching, right? And if you keep doing it, and if you keep being the cause of the result that you want to be, it's going to happen. It has to. There is no other way. Opportunities will become apparent. And that's the thing. You, you are meant to be impacting people with this work. And it's important work to do,
0: Thank and it's you.
1: really great that you said that you only focus on what it is you want,
0: what oh, yeah. you want to
1: see as the
0: result. Oh yeah, because obstacles, you know, for you too, Simona. Obstacles just You're keep on. The pandemic bills, yep. <laughs> those, bills. those nasty Have, little COVID, <laughs> <laughs> those those nasty little pain in the butt emails, you know, just these little niggly things. No. That's not what I'm focusing on. I'm focusing my attention no. on, on that.
1: Yeah, Let focus me focus the attention on winning, making an
0: impact, helping people. I wanted to um, ask you, how, what was the most difficult part of making this change in your life? Of saying, I'm taking control. That I had no evidence that it was going to work. Because
1: we're taught to see, to believe, right? Mm. But this is reversed. We got to believe before we can see the result. That was the most difficult part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was challenging. Because until you get the result, you're basically stepping off a cliff, right? But that's where faith comes in. And that's what God requires—faith in Him. And you got to demonstrate that faith before you have the result. Then it'll come. Very And it'll come in beautiful ways. And that's the challenge, because you know, with that, when you are embarking on that, and when you are on this on this journey of faith. Fear is always closed behind and then you can choose which way am I going? And so we have to remind ourselves, we have to go
0: down the faith route. And not let fear take over because fear is constantly knocking on the door.
1: Yeah, it's true. And there's a specific reason for that because, and that's rooted in how we are programmed, right? With our beliefs because From the perspective of the subconscious, the program that it has, the number one program is it has to keep you alive. So anytime you venture out into uncharted territory, it evaluates is this safe. If it deems it unsafe or doesn't know what it is, the resistance comes up because it's like number one program. We need to keep this person safe. So that's a lot of uh, the stuff that I work with my clients on to help them transform these beliefs and really take the subconscious by the hand and say hey thank you so much for keeping me safe all these years now this belief is actually holding me back so let's balance that so that I can move forward and create what I'm here to create for instance one of my beliefs was I was uh then it wasn't safe to be seen right? And so I had terrible uh, anxiety and fear speaking in public as a business owner, which is very detrimental. If you can yes. communicate about what it is you can offer to a person, but it was rooted in my upbringing because it was in fact not safe to be seen because every time you were seen, you exposed yourself to physical violence, right? So yes. my subconscious, I internalized that hiding is the best strategy. It was a coping strategy to keep me safe. So the belief was it's not it's not okay to be seen and i had to change that
0: in order to be able to do what i'm doing so i love it simona i love that you know that about yourself and that you'll help other people know about themselves that about themselves and two things it takes courage to look inside it ta- that's the hard work is look i think the most courageous thing anybody could ever do in their life is to turn their eyes in on themselves and go, what do I have to fix? How can I fix it? Cause that, that hurts. That's very painful. So I applaud you for doing that. And I also wanted to say one little thing about fear is look, fear is a good thing. It keeps us hiding, you know, keeps us, like God gives us fear as an emotion to keep us safe from, the bear or the lion or the dog chasing you or somebody coming after you to hurt you. However, we can't, those are, that's how we protect ourselves. However, he doesn't want us to live our life in fear. He wants us to overcome fear, to do it afraid. And that is one of the biggest lessons. If I could write that on a prescription for people is just, Make sure you're safe. You know, you're not going to get hurt, but do it afraid. Do what you need to do to live your best life and to step into what you're here on earth to do. Do it afraid because it, may, it feels good once you're like, I'm doing this afraid. It's like you've got your punching gloves on, you know, and you're like, boom, boom. <laughs> I think you just wrote a
1: really beautiful prescription for the listeners. And if if I might add one thing, you know, apart from your life being an actual danger, we're not talking about that. But anytime there's an indication of fear coming up as you're stepping out, anytime that you sense fear, it's an indication for you that you're on the right path because you're coming up against that mechanism of the subconscious, right? So you know, you're moving outside of your comfort zone, you're stepping into your next level, and you're putting on these bigger shoes. And the only way that the fear will go away is by you walking through it. Remember what I did when I resigned, where the fear was so visceral that I thought I was blacking out or throwing up. I mean, it just was a bodily reaction, right? But On the other side, if I can leave you with that thought, was something beautiful. It was really, I couldn't have imagined it. But that monster that we make up in our Mm. mind, as we step or get ready to step across that line, the place of no return, it's not there. It's Mm. just that subconscious resistance that is pulling out all the stops to stop you from what it perceives as being unsafe. And you just have to take it by the hand and say, come on, let's do this together. And that's how you break through. That's how you break through that terror barrier and that what awaits you on the other side is a beautiful thing. So trust that. Unless, well. of course, you know, there's a real life danger situation, but typically that's not what we're talking about when, when we're speaking about this.
0: Yeah, that's the disclaimer. That's a disclaimer, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't jump off, off off something, you know, physically where you know you're going to hurt yourself. That's,
0: that's, that's very different. Yes. Um, before, so life changes. before we land this plane, I'd like for you to um, offer, what would you, what would you like our guests to have? You know, what three action steps would you like our listeners to, to hear so that they can implement right away and get a win?
1: Well, get clear on what your desire is, what your vision is, and not what you think you can do, but really what it is, because it's big, right? And you have not experienced that before. So painted and beautiful colors on a canvas, like if you have to do a vision board, if you have to write it out, what would that ideally be for you? And then make a decision and that you're going to do it and take the first step action step because that gets the ball rolling that's how you start momentum and then from there on like when I said I want this when that voice spoke to me that was making the decision and then I was shown oh there's a person that can help me so do that build out the vision on the screen of your mind make a decision that you're stepping into it and
0: take that first step thank you so much that is such valuable advice thank you So before we go, I just want to let people know that you've also got a free gift that you're going to offer our listeners that's going to help them. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And just so you know, it'll be in the show notes. Okay, thank you. Yes. So if you are on the fence, if you're about to make
1: a big life transition or make a decision, I want to gift you a recording I did on the art of living a creative life, where I share a little bit about my own experience, what I went through. And it is my sincere hope and intention that it will help you make that decision. Because the deep desire that you feel on the inside, that is what you're here to do. That's why you're here at this moment on this planet. And
0: we need you more than ever right now. Yes, more than ever. So Thank be you. be courageous, my friends. Thank you, Simona. That's so beautiful. I love talking to you today. (laughs) Thank you
1: so much, Isabel, for having me.
0: I'm so glad God connected us.
1: Yes. I mean, this is, you know, God works through people and we met uh, online of all places. And (laughs) we
0: bonded. Yeah. Yeah. Very crazy. I was rec- It was recommended to me by, by my mentor that whenever I see Facebook, they say, uh, you know, friend, send friend requests because they've got like an algorithm of people that I might connect with. I said, oh, OK, I'll press Simona and boom, yeah. here we are <laughs> four months later. That's right. <laughs> I That's
1: love right. it. And I want to give a recommendation. When when we do that, you know, also reach out to the person and leave them a message and say, hey, I, I wanted to connect with you because of X, Y, and Z, because that's how conversations start, And that's how Isabel and I actually started the conversation on Facebook Messenger. And then we had similar things in common. And that's when we decided we're going to hop on a Zoom call. And then this
0: beautiful conversation came about. Yeah. And you can leave messages on voice or type it out. I I don't like typing. I like talking better. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all about talking. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I hope you uh, cool off and stay dry and in Mexico and... Yes, I really wish I was there enjoying the sunshine and the warmth, but someday we'll have summer here again.
1: Yes, you will. Thank you so much, Isabel, for having me. And anytime, you're welcome to come visit.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Simona. And you too, anytime you come to New Zealand, hopefully after the pandemic, when things cool down a little bit. Yes. All right. And listeners, listeners, before we go, I just want you and Simona to know, it's so important that you're here on Earth, that you've got a gift, and we want you to remain unstoppable as you figure out what you're here to do. And just go out there and share that with the world, okay? All right. God bless you. We love you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye.
1: Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribe to the podcast and left us a review.